Hey, hey, what's up, guys? It's Jordan with the Laundromat Resource Podcast. This is show 134, and I'm pumped you're here today because today, you know what? There's just some hard truths that we need to come face-to-face with and acknowledge in our industry right now. And guess what? Today is the day that we are going to stand toe-to-toe with these hard truths. So I'm bringing five hard truths for those of you guys who are looking to buy laundromats right now. And I've got five hard truths for those of us who own a laundromat right now that we need to confront and come head-to-head with. So Looking forward to doing that, but I don't want to leave you with just a bunch of hard truths. So I'm going to point out where I think there's an opportunity with each one of these hard truths. So I, uh, I'm i kind of excited about this episode and not to be like clickbaity or whatever. I guess this is too late for clickbait because you've already clicked, but uh, the, I saved the best one for last. So, uh, you know, maybe it helps you stick around a little bit longer, but uh, I think the juiciest one is last. And, uh, you know, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about all of these hard truths, but in particular, number 10, when we get there. Um, before we jump into that real quick, however, uh, I'm going to put something out there and I'm a little bit nervous to do this because I don't know if and how I can pull this off. However, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. So, If you've been listening lately, you know that a few weeks ago, a month or so ago, uh, in our pro community, we unleashed our AI chatbot that's been trained on all the content from Laundromat Resource, from the podcast interviews, the YouTube videos, the blog posts, the forums, all that stuff. It's been trained on all that. And you can interact with that uh, as a pro community member as much as you want. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, you may have heard maybe last week or the week before, I mentioned that we just launched the pro podcast, which is me going back to the first episode, starting from episode number one, and I'm giving the top three takeaways from every interview in three to five minutes. So if you want to find out like an overview of what every podcast episode is about, you can do it in a relatively short amount of time because I know it's a lot of content to go back through. Although kudos to you guys who have been going through them all. I know a lot of you guys go back and binge listen to all of them or binge watch them on YouTube. Uh, So that's there. I've got a new calculator that's coming out. Hopefully next week or the week after, I'll be able to announce that one. And there's another super secret tool that is coming out. Hopefully again, in the next week or two that's coming out, we've been working on for like months now. And I'm very excited to get that one finally launched. Uh, Fingers crossed that'll be coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, all right. So there's a lot of that stuff happening, but here's what I'm nervous to put out. Uh, the pro community, we're always looking to make it better. We're always looking to help you guys achieve that financial freedom faster. Uh, one of the ways that we do that is we have discounts set up uh, in, in, the, in the industry uh, so that if you're a pro member, you get discounts on different services and goods uh, for our industry, right? And as of right now, I think every single discount is more valuable than the actual investment in joining the pro community. So if you're looking at doing any of those things, uh, even one time, uh, it just makes sense to join the pro community. You'll actually save money. Uh, but here's the thing I was nervous about is that 2024, between now and the end of 2024, my goal is to have $50,000 worth of value in the pro community. That's my goal. So I'm going to be out there uh, 
building relationships with different people in the industry and different tools and resources that we need as laundromat owners or laundry business owners uh, to help us uh, run our businesses and our lives um, and, and getting discounts for stuff. So my goal is to have $50,000 of value by the end of 2024 in the pro community. And I will just say, you know, the investment in the pro community is nowhere near that <laughs> number, not even close. Uh, so in my mind, it's already a no brainer if you're in this industry to go join the pro community over there, because in addition to all that, you get access to mastermind groups, all the tools and resources and the community. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Uh, but, uh, you know, listen, my goal is to just blow it all out of the water and at $50,000 worth of value, that is the goal. So you heard it here. Hold me accountable to it. That's what I'm going to be trying to get for us over there. Uh, super excited about that. Okay, let's get into the 10 hard truths we have got to confront uh, in this laundromat industry. And we're going to start with those of us trying to buy laundromats right now. Let's start with the five hard truths for laundromat buyers. Um, hard truth number one is deals are harder to find than ever before in this industry. Now, I've only been in the industry for a decade. I've got friends who've been in three, four decades, um, but I cannot imagine there ever being a time where laundromats were more in demand than they are right now and uh, less inventory available right now. So, I know I talk to people every single week in consulting calls and stuff that you know, in webinars, all that, that deals are hard to find all over the place right now. And uh, that can be super frustrating. I know a lot of you guys have expressed a lot of frustration about that. However, I just want to point out that there's opportunities everywhere. Okay. Just because deals are hard to find doesn't mean there aren't deals. So here's the opportunity in my mind is that those of you willing to persevere and put in the work will find good deals even in this market. Okay. Now it might take a little more effort than it normally would, but those deals are there. There are lots of people retiring from this industry right now. There are laundromats that have been mismanaged. There are, you know, neglected laundromats and zombie mats around that need somebody to come in and, and fix them up. Right. So there are opportunities out there. And those of you who are willing to put in the time, effort, energy to uh, persevere and, and hunt for those deals and be proactive about it, you will find a deal. So take some, you know, take heart in that, be encouraged by that. Yes, it's difficult right now. However, the opportunities are there. The deals are there. You just got to go find them and compete for them. All right. So that's hard truth. Number one, hard truth. Number two, for those of you buying a laundromat is this brokers won't call you back. Like, I'm just going to say it. One of the things I hear all the time and I've experienced this myself, I see this and I'm I'm sort of throwing brokers under the bus here, but I am one. So I feel like I can do that is that a lot of people are reaching out to brokers, even about deals that are supposedly up for sale right now and not hearing anything back from them. I've talked to multiple people who've made offers on laundromats and then just never heard it, heard back from brokers or lots of people who brokers have just never called back, emailed back or anything uh, you know, in this business. And again, that's frustrating, especially when you find a deal that you really want to make an offer on and you can't get a hold of that broker or the broker ghosts you in that process. I get the frustration. 
Okay. And I'm frustrated about that too. I think we need more accountability in this industry for uh, small business and laundromat brokers. And that's on the to-do list. Uh, but you know, in the meantime, let's look at the opportunity here. Business ownership, real estate, all of these things, businesses and, and, and investments, these are relationship businesses. So the opportunity in this situation is a lot of times brokers aren't calling you back because they don't know who you are and they have more buyers than they need. So you have got to figure out a way to get in front of these brokers and begin building a relationship with them. Now, I would probably stop short of following them home or something like that, but I would be doing everything possible to try to get face to face with a broker and to try to introduce yourself, to let them know what you're looking for, to let them know that you're serious, to let them know that you've done your research, you understand this business, right? And it's out of these relationships where deals come. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, I've said this before, like once you get your foot in the door in this business, more deals and more opportunities open up to you. Part of the reason is because you start to build relationships in this business when you get your foot in the door, right? So if you can be proactive about getting in front of these brokers, uh, then you're much more likely to get a call back to get deals sent your way before they end up online and all that stuff in order to help you get your foot in this industry. And I'll say too that sometimes you can just bypass the brokers altogether and go directly to the owners of the laundromats and see if they're willing to sell. So don't rely solely on the brokers. But if you're struggling with getting callbacks from brokers, do everything in your power to get face to face with them. Buy them a coffee, show up at their office, harass them, you know, squeaky wheel style, right? Like do what you got to do to get in front of them. And that is an opportunity because, like, you know, you probably have heard a thousand times. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's true in laundromats as well as pretty much everything else. Okay. Hard truth number three is this money is more expensive than ever. Interest rates are high. Equipment costs are high. Rents are high. All of that stuff is high and it can feel very frustrating. Uh, down payment requirements are high right now if you're going the traditional route, right? All of that can feel very, very frustrating. Um, and it can feel like, hey, just out of principle, I'm not going to pay 10, 11, 12% interest to buy equipment or to buy a business or something like that. And while I totally understand that, like I totally get that, especially coming out of the lending environment that we were in, you know, for a decade or more before uh, everything went haywire on us last couple of years. Uh, and now it's a little bit of like sticker shock for us. However, here's what I want to say about this. And as far as where the opportunity is, the opportunity is it goes to the people who know the math. Okay. Interest rates, purchase prices, amortization schedules, all this stuff is just a math equation, right? And for me, and this might be controversial, but for me, it doesn't matter what interest I'm going to pay for something to me if the deal still makes mathematical sense, right? If I'm still getting the return on investment that I want to get and I'm hitting that minimum threshold of how much I want to bring in every single month or every single year, Right. So, you know, maybe if I'm getting a high return on my, I'm getting a 50% return on my investment, but I'm making a thousand dollars a month. Well, maybe or maybe not, that's going to be worth it for me. Right. But 
you know, if I'm making the number that I need to make and I'm getting the percentage of return in, on investment that I want to get, then I'll pay the 12%, the 14%, the 30% interest rate um, as long as the math makes sense. So if you can learn how to do the math and then structure deals in a way that make the math make sense for you, then don't pay as much attention to the interest rate. I mean, obviously you want to know what interest rate you have, but don't make that the deciding factor and don't rule out deals just on the principle of you don't want to pay a high interest rate. Okay. Cause that's all relative. And all this is is a math equation. Okay. Okay. So that is hard truth. Number three, hard truth. Number four is this multiples have increased and you will pay more money for a laundromat than you would have two years ago. That's just the reality of the situation. I've seen multiples shift up a half to three quarters of, uh, of, of a multiple, uh, in the last 18 to 24 months. Okay. So multiples are up and that whole average of three and a half to five, I'm seeing more like four and a half to five and a half right now. And so adjust expectations accordingly. And again, uh, listen, it's all about the math, right? The multiple only matters as far as the math, right? And and if the math still plays out and you're still getting the return on your investment that you want to get, and you're still able to hit that threshold that you want to hit, the multiple is just one variable of the equation. Okay. But that's not the opportunity I want to talk about here. The opportunity here is actually much more intriguing to me. And it's something that I'm pretty confident about. Um, obviously it can go either way, but I'm pretty confident that multiples will continue to increase as we go forward. I think that we're just starting to see multiples increase and that as technology and automation take more hold of this industry and are, and allow us to uh, manage our laundromats with more, uh, more data and allow us to manage multiple locations easier. Um, I think that those multiples will continue to increase. And as more sophisticated investors and owners like you guys are coming into this business and bringing some professionalism to our industry, I think that also is only going to increase our multiples going forward. So yes, multiples are higher than I've ever seen them before, but I think I think it's a pretty safe bet. Those multiples will continue to increase. The other opportunity I wanted to mention in this uh, scenario too, is those of you who invest the time, effort, energy in learning creative financing and going back to number one, persevere in finding the right deals. That's a huge opportunity right now too. So being able to assume loans, maybe that uh, people took out before interest rates went up so that you can take over their low interest rate loan payments, uh, you know, things like that. Seller financing, obviously, private money. There's lots of different ways to use utilize creative financing uh, in order to make deals work. So number one, multiples are up, but take heart. I think they're going to continue to go up. So you're, I don't think you're going to lose equity by buying at a higher multiple and then seeing those multiples drop later. I think they're going to, Minimum stay the same, but I'm pretty confident they're going to continue to go up. 
And number two, if you can utilize creative financing on the right deal, you can get some smoking deals there. And the multiple, again, may or may not matter all that much if you can structure the deal correctly. Okay, that's number four. And number five, which is a very interesting one uh, as a hard truth, but it's this. There is more information about this industry available to you than ever before, which is awesome. It's a huge part of why I started Laundromat Resource. Huge part of why I started the podcast is to get more information out there. And it's played uh, just one small part in being able to do that. There's lots of different people with podcasts and YouTubes and Facebook groups and stuff like that. There's a lot more information being shared than ever before, which is awesome. But here's the hard truth is that now you have the problem of filtering through that information and deciphering what's good and what's bad, taking the wheat from the chaff, right? And figuring out what information to uh, to trust and to put into action to help you either get into this business or even just to run your own business, right? So, it's a, it's awesome. And I think it's a net gain overall, but the hard truth is that I see a lot of advice being given. That's not good advice. I do probably almost a quarter of my consulting calls. I am working with somebody trying to repair some damages done by some bad advice that they got somewhere along the way. Right. So the struggle is to figure out what advice is good. Who do you listen to? There's lots of different voices out there. Who do you listen to versus who do you not listen to? And, uh, and what, you know, what path that sets you on. Right. So here's the opportunity in my view. Uh, number one, I mean, listen, laundromat resource, you could just put it in the bank. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but in genuinely, like, you know, lots of different people have come on the podcast and, you know, I, my knowledge is not universal in this industry and I'm not always right about my opinions and I've changed opinions on things over, uh, over the years. Uh, so, you know, vet everything from, from all the sources. Right. Um, but here's, here's where I think a good opportunity lies. Good opportunity lies in holding tight to the principles and hold loose to the tactics, right? You can try different tactics. You can, you know, see if things work and if they don't let them go. Right. But the principles you need to hold tight to something like uh, the principle of, well, actually, you know, uh, if you haven't listened to Michael Jones's first podcast interview, I forget what it is off the top of my head, but I'll put a link in the, in the show notes or in the description show notes, by the way, will be at laundromatresource.com slash show 134. Um, and description down below on YouTube. If you're on there, make sure you like and subscribe. And, uh, uh, he, Michael Jones talks about some, uh, some various principles of like marketing for laundromats and stuff like that, which is great. Another principle that we see over and over and over from the best owners that have come on this industry is, you know, compete on value, not on pricing, you know, hold, Hold tight to those principles, but hold loosely to the tactics of what that looks like. And that will help you, uh, uh, as you move forward in your acquisition phase and as you move forward in, in actually owning your laundromats, right? So those are the five hard truths that we need to confront. But like I said, opportunities are everywhere. And so. If you're on that journey of buying your first laundromat, listen, those are some of the realities of this industry right now. 
But uh, if you can do some of those things that I talked about in the opportunities, it's going to give you a leg up on everyone else. Okay, I want to talk about five hard truths that we need to confront as laundromat owners right now and also the opportunities behind these uh, hard truths. Okay, so number one is competition is fiercer than ever before. Uh, now, you know, listen, it, it, it used to be that laundromats didn't really compete with one another, or maybe you're sort of competing with one other laundromat or something like that. Right. Well, especially in urban areas, I've seen competition really starting to ramp up. And while yes, we are competing with, uh, with each other sometimes, and I would say, listen, when I say competition is fierce, I, I don't mean that, you know, I, I don't mean it in a way that, listen, we got to go after the throat of our, our neighboring laundromat. Some of you guys I know have that mindset and that's great too. Um, but what I mean by this is that we can no longer be lack, lackadaisical, 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 whichever the right one is, insert that there for me. And uh, we, we can't just sort of let things flow. We have got to compete. And what that means is, um, you know, I had a customer one time who gave me this, you know, fake silver coin, but said, mind your business, right? We need to mind our business, pay attention to our business, uh, pay attention to the details of our business, right? Do all the basics, of course, keep it clean, keep it well lit, keep your machines running, keep it safe. Uh, you know, all those things are the basics, but we also need to pay attention to the details. We need to pay attention to our pricing. We need to pay attention to, uh, you know, uh, how, you know, the flow of our customers through our store. We need to pay attention to, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but you know, we need to pay attention to the details of our business and we need to pay attention to our competitors, see what promotions they're running, see what pricing models they have, see what's working for them and what's not working for them. Find out where we can fit, uh, in the marketplace. Is there something unique we can bring to the marketplace? Um, and you know, that, that sort of is the opportunity. The opportunity is this, the bar is still low in terms of that competition, right? It's, it's fiercer than ever before, but the bar is still pretty low. Um, however, we need to professionalize our laundromat businesses. No longer can we run them like a mom and pop. We need to start professionalizing our businesses. And I'm seeing all across the country, the people who are committing to professionalizing their businesses are seeing huge gains, are seeing huge gains right now uh, in the business. So uh, work towards professionalizing your laundromat business and you won't really have to worry about competition. Okay. Uh, that was a little shaky uh, in terms of clarity, but hopefully you got the main message. Okay. Number two is this. This is something that I inadvertently prescribed to when I got in the business. And I just want to kind of declare it here. The field of dreams model, business model is dead in our industry. And field of dreams, just in case you're not familiar, it's an old movie. And essentially the message was uh, if Kevin Costner, I think it was Kevin Costner, he built a baseball field in his cornfield, then the ghosts of old baseball players would come essentially play baseball in his field and then people would come watch it, right? Kind of a weird premise when you put it that way, uh, but 
classic movie, right? And and that was sort of the business model I had getting into this industry, which was, you know, I was essentially told, hey, if I go put in new equipment and remodel the place, people would come. If you build it, they will come. That's the message from Field of Dreams, right? If you build it, they will come. Well, I built it and it took them years to finally come, right? And I waited for them. I didn't go out and get it. Um, so that that business model and that uh which is how this industry has been advertised to uh to us for decades that business model's dead okay now for some of us that's kind of a downer because we like that it was just like a set it and forget it type thing however here is what i think the opportunity in this is it's that attention will equal revenue okay attention will equal revenue for a laundromat. We see that with like uh YouTubers and stuff like that where they, you know, get attention and they build these businesses or like, you know, like the Kardashians who've built, you know, billion dollar businesses off of however they got their attention, you know, like attention equals revenue. The Rock building a a billion dollar uh was it tequila company, I think. Same with Conor McGregor, you know, some of these other people who just have capitalized on the attention and built really big businesses off of it. Well, we don't think about that in laundromats, but it's true even in laundromats. Attention equals revenue. And I want to mention one thing again, Michael Jones getting shout out again. It was a great episode, by the way. One of the things that he said, uh, which I think sort of plays into this is he's like, you need to have social media accounts for your laundromat on all the social media platforms. And he said, it's not necessarily so that you get a bunch of followers that you can communicate with them. And partially that is the reason. And that's true. But he said, the other reason is that when people go search a laundromat in your area, if the, if the search results, uh, search engine results page, the SERP search engine results page is your website. And then your Facebook page and then your Instagram account and then your, you know, yada, yada, yada. It can be six, seven, eight places down until your competitor comes up. Well, guess what? They're not going to scroll down to your competitor uh, seven places to click on them. They're just going to click on you and assume you're the best, right? And this is an example of attention equals revenue. They're going to go to your, uh, to your business there. So the goal then is to figure out ways to get more attention, right? Some of the, some of the easy advice that we've gotten multiple times on the podcast is, you know, have social media accounts. Um, by the way, Center Social has a pro perk worth, I think, $600, which again, exceeds the investment of joining uh, the pro community. So if you're looking for social media marketing help, Center Social is there. Come join the pro community, get that discount. Uh, and then, you know, another example of this sort of attention equals revenue. That's just an easy win that gets brought up a lot is go claim your Google business uh, listing, right? And post to it regularly once a week, a couple times a week, post to that Google business account and solicit reviews, right? Because when you do that, your profile, your Google business profile is going to show up first in the maps. And it's going to show up first in the search results when people search for laundromats or laundry service, right? So that's typical advice that's come through the podcast that demonstrates this attention equals revenue. So look for various ways to get attention. Maybe that's online advertising. Maybe that's leaving flyers. Maybe that's getting one of those dancing blow up thingamabobbers that you put out on the street, whatever it is, attention equals revenue. So don't rely on field of dreams model. 
because uh, attention equals revenue. All right. So number three slash eight, I guess, if eight total, three for the owners is this rent, labor, and utilities are your three biggest expenses. And they're all getting more expensive. They're all increasing right now uh, for most of us, right? And that puts a lot of pressure on our businesses uh, when our three biggest costs uh, get and expenses get even more expensive, right? So where's the opportunity here? And this is a difficult one because it's one that we really struggle with. And it's compounded by the fact that many of our competitors don't respond to this, right? When, when utility costs go up, you know, they don't respond to that in their businesses. They don't raise their prices, right? When, you know, minimum wage goes up, well, guess what? Now they're paying their employees under the table and it's less than minimum wage or, you know what I mean? And that makes it really difficult for a lot of us to compete. Now, what's the solution here? Well, or the opportunity, the opportunity, I think it's twofold. Number one, I think we've got to do a better job as, you know, just an industry as wholesome. You guys, I know do a great job of this, of putting your price increases on a schedule, whether it's, you know, twice a year, quarterly, once a year, whatever it is, no matter what, you're going to increase your prices. But then also, uh, Reevaluating that every single quarter. So if you say, Hey, every, every year I'm going to increase my pricing by a quarter, two quarters, whatever it is, right? Well, every quarter of the year, not quarter that goes into your washing machine. That's confusing, man. Uh, every, every three months or so, every quarter, uh, reevaluate that and say, Hey, look, have my expenses gone up beyond this? Right. We saw this here in Southern California earlier this year where our gas prices went up like, 50, 60, 70% or whatever it was. And all of a sudden, our utility costs were significantly more. A lot of laundromats didn't respond to that and they started losing money, right? And some of us responded to it and some of us tried to respond to it and, you know, to various levels of success, right? It was a difficult uh, position to be in. But I think putting your price increases on a schedule every, you know, January, whatever it is, what for you, um, you're going to increase prices and then reevaluating that every quarter and say, hey, look, did something happen that makes me need to increase my pricing earlier than my schedule dictates, right? Because that will happen. Um, okay, so that is number three. Number four is this. <clears throat> and this one is, listen, this is, this is a hard hitting truth here for some of you guys. If you keep doing business the way that you're doing business, you will be tomorrow's zombie mat. If you keep doing business the way you're doing business, you will be tomorrow's zombie mat. And here's where it gets a little more hard hitting. Even if right now you're running your business very well and your business is doing well, if you keep running your business the way that you're running your business now, you will still be tomorrow's zombie mat. Listen, our world has been changing all over the place and our industry has changed. I kind of half joke, but I think it's probably kind of true. It's changed more in the last two or three years than it had for decades before that. Decades, literally. And if you keep doing things the way you've always done things, which has kind of been the MO of our industry, continue to do what we've always done, 
you will end up tomorrow's zombie mat, even if you're running a good ship right now. But here's the opportunity. And again, the bar is low here. And I think this opportunity upside potential is huge. It's this. If you innovate, if you iterate and you adopt new technology and more sophisticated business practices, you will far exceed the market. You will far exceed the competition, right? Innovate and iterate. And what I mean by that is try new things, try you know new technologies, uh, incorporate uh, new business models into your laundromat. Sometimes they'll work. Sometimes they won't work. Sometimes the technology, you need to change companies. Uh, you know, I think of people who are doing this really well. And I think of like Ross Dodds, for example, you know, he's changing things all the time. He's using this payment processor or this software uh, or these vans or whatever it is, right? He's changing them all the time because he's figuring out what works best. And it's people like Ross. And I know some of you guys too, that iterate, come up with new versions of things, try different things, adopt new technologies, figure out innovative ways to utilize current technologies uh, in your businesses. Those are the people, you are the people who will kill it long-term. And as those multiples continue to increase, your businesses will command the top end multiples if and when you're ready to exit, right? So, you know, again, I, I, I know this seems a little bit dramatic, but I actually genuinely believe that if, if we take our best operator who's operating right now today and they don't change a thing for 10 years, that laundromat will be on the verge of being a, a zombie mat. Maybe not in the terms of it being run down, but in the terms of it being surpassed by competitors who continue to innovate and iterate uh, and adopt new technologies in their business. So uh, don't get stuck in that rut of keeping things status quo. Always be looking for ways to improve your business. I think it's more crucial to do that now in our industry than ever before. Okay, now to the final hard hitting truth that we need to confront in our industry It's this, our industry's businesses, organizations, and our association do not advocate for owners. And I think that that's something that's said a lot under the table, behind the scenes. I've talked with so many people uh, about this uh, across our industry, and I'm not hearing anyone else say this out loud publicly. And it's businesses, organizations, and our association are not pro laundromat owner. And I just want to be very clear about that, at least not how they're set up right now. Um, And so I want to be very clear about that because I see a lot of people thinking that and getting burned by that. And here's where I think though, the opportunity is there's a lot of things in this industry that need to be changed. And in fact, this this episode was originally, I was originally planning on doing almost a little bit of like a manifesto to our, our industry. Maybe I'll still do that at some point, uh, but I felt like it was a little too hard hitting uh, for that manifesto. But we've got some issues here in this business and nobody is stepping up to make these changes. And just kind of for an example, I think our distribution model is broken right now. I think 
you know, manufacturers not having a uh, manufacturer suggested retail price on equipment is broken. Lack of price transparency. We already talked about the brokerage system is broken right now. Um, and there's other things that, you know, that we can talk about uh, maybe in a future episode. Uh, nobody is advocating for us in that. Nobody is standing up for us in the things that matters. And guess what? It hurts us, not them. It hurts us that there's no price transparency. It hurts us that some of the manufacturers are going out and buying up distributors and are putting in franchise uh, franchises in our backyards. That hurts us. And guess what? Nobody is standing up for us in these situations. So here's where I think the opportunity is. It's this. If we want anything to change in this industry, we have to be the ones to do it together. We need to actually come together and say, no, we're not going to stand for this anymore. And then we need to put our money where our mouth is, right? So for whatever issues matter for us, we need to come together on those and vote with our dollars uh, and say, hey, listen, this is not good for us that we don't know how much equipment costs. Uh, there's no no way for, for them to know. And I've, I do consulting calls all the time and I, I say, hey, tell me what, what quotes you got on equipment. And those quotes vary wildly, uh, wildly, wildly, like thousands and thousands of dollars uh, wildly for the same equipment. And, and, and people don't know because you don't know what you don't know, right? There's no price transparency. Um, that's just an example of an issue, right? But the issues that matter to us as owners and that affect us as owners, nobody is advocating for us. Nobody's going to solve these problems for us. So if we want to solve the problems, and that's a big if, because as of this point, I've heard some rumblings and some complaining and stuff like that, but I haven't seen any action. And maybe I should, you know, turn the mirror on myself here because I haven't done enough at least yet to, to really make a difference. But if there's going to be any change, it has to be us doing it together. We've got to come together and do it. There's nobody doing it for us. Our association is not doing that for us. They're not, they're not for us in that way, right? The businesses obviously aren't doing that for us. And so if we want to make any of these changes uh, in any of these areas, we have got to do it and we've got to do it together. So uh, there it is, 10 hard-hitting truths that we need to confront in this industry right now. This is just the way it is right now. And the point of this episode is to get some of this stuff on the table, to face the truth, because we can't move forward uh, without facing that truth, at least not in a healthy way, in a productive way that's going to benefit us, unless we uh, you know, put these truths out on the table and then you know, start working on them together, right? Start coming together and working on these things, uh, all, all 10 of these things, right? Together. And, you know, Laundromat Resource exists, you know, to be a platform to help us do that together, right? And the whole reason the podcast is the way it is, where most of the episodes are me bringing on some of you guys who own laundromats to come share your wisdom is because I do think that we're all better together. And one of the reasons why I started the community is because I do think we're all better when we work together. Um, and, you know, I, I, anyways, I, I love this industry. I think that so many of you guys listening love this industry are excited about 
what's happening in this industry, just like me, excited about the future potential of this industry, just like me. Um, but listen, we've got some hard hitting truths that we've got to confront here and, and hit head on. Right. And once we confront them, then we can address them in a way that's appropriate. So Anyways, I'd love to hear what you think about any of these things. If you agree with them, disagree with them, what did I miss? I'm sure I missed some uh, pretty hard hitting truths because there's a whole lot of things that we could talk about uh, here when it comes to this stuff. So I'd love to hear about that. So I'm going to drop a link to a forum post that I'm going to start just in case any of you guys want to come over and share your thoughts on this episode. Um, you can find it at laundromatresource.com slash forums. Uh, and I'll put it in the laundromat forum, but I'll share the direct link to it in this, uh, in the show notes, laundromatresource.com slash show 134. Or if you're on YouTube, right down below. So let me know what you think. I'd love to hear about it. And, uh, Hey, listen, we are all better together. So make sure you're getting together. Speaking of which, check out laundromatresource.com slash events to figure out when the next online or in-person event is that you can join us. All right. All right. You guys rock. Appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Peace.